questionable judgment, Sub-Zero repair, and kitchen sponges. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. Dodie, 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 what is cooking good looking? I'm glad to see you today. I'm happy. Fuck off. Let's go. <laughs> it's December, bitches. It is December. Suck, <laughs> suck it, Yule. Suck the whole Yule fucking tide. Let's go. Let's bring it. Let's dig it. I'm getting it. I got the to-do list. Yeah. I got the car gassed up. I got the bank account empty. And I'm ready to go. <laughs> I got so excited for you. You were so prepared. Dear listener, if you're not a regular listener, you don't realize that Amy runs oh. her vehicle on empty. It's just it's just a way of life for her because her answer is what? What's your answer? It what well, I got chastised yesterday because oh no. it was super empty. Well, it was like it was like dusty in there. It was like very dry. Echo, One might echo, call it arid. Echo, echo. It was arid in my gas tank. It was not the condition you want. And my husband says, "Let's go out to dinner." Do you know we're gonna just we're going out to dinner? Fuck it, we're going out to dinner. Okay, so we'll do we it live. Only have one child. <laughs> we only have one child in the house. So at the moment, so we're like pile into the car. Pile single extra occupant. <laughs> right. Yeah, pile in. <laughs> I love to that so year. So we get into we get into big my big car right. And I say, I just very casually, I, I knew, I knew the scene that was upon us, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to out myself. I've learned from living with you on this show yeah. that I have to, I control that. Like before I was like, Bleh! so instead <laughs> I was like, no, you are in control of the information that you share. Is that and true? And how it can be used against, and how it can be used against you. So I thought, okay, so I'll do it like this. As we were heading out, I said, so uh, who's driving? And I just meant that by way of saying we could take your car. I said, so who's driving? And he goes, I am. And he walked over to my car because he always, Ruh-roh. whenever we're together, he drives. And he takes it. I'm like, okay. So, it's okay. so I just waited for him to get in, right? <laughs> and I thought, well, we're close enough to the to the restaurant that it's not going to oh be Oh, my God. Thing. You weren't even thinking hit up for gas first, make him pay and no. pump. You were thinking maybe no. he won't notice <laughs> the arid situation. Yeah. I just, I really, it was really more of a kick the can further down the road until I have to discuss. Until people love to help. Again. <laughs> yeah. A fucking again. So, of course, we get in and blah, 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 your remaining fuel is very low. Would you like me to recommend that station nearby? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, fuck off. Just fuck off, car. Fuck off. So she outed me and he's just shaking his head, just shaking his head. So we went to dinner knowing that there was he he likes a particular gas brand because they have a, a particular <laughs> sure he type. Does. It's ethanol free, whatever. So we always have to go to it's it's worse than getting diesel, like the amount of places that you can find this fucking shit. OK, so it's very, very hard to find in any event. We go there and buy the gas and put it in. Do you want to know what he says to me? Do you want to know what he says to me after he puts in the gas? Ruh-roh. How big, how big is your gas tank? And I said, it's plenty big. It 18, takes care of the whole car. And he goes, gallons, he goes, how 19. many, what is the capacity? Oh, no. Of what capacity? You really don't know? Tank? And I'm like, it's, I said, it's 18. And then he looked at me and I said, it's 20. I think it's 20. I think it's probably 20. He goes, it's 22 gallons. It's 22 gallons. And how many gallons did I just pump? I said, I don't, I did not. Oh my God, 22. Oh my God, oh my God. It it was that number. So I was like, so you have fill her up. When they have the statement, fill her up, you did a fill her up. So high five, buddy. You did a great job. (laughs) (sighs) You got it down to less than fumes. I hope you're happy. Did we, did we stall anywhere? No. Did where we left stranded on the side of the road? not evidence. Do I have blankets in the car? Do I have blankets oh. in the car? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Of course I do. Do I have a charge up cell phone? Part enough. It's got enough of a charge. I would say Am no I to that last one. Am I miles from home? I'm under 20 miles from home. All these things are good. All these things are great. Do I have other people in the car with good strong backs and hearty legs that can go where I oh need them to God. go to save? Yes. 
Is it so pitch black that you can't see your own fingers in front of your face oh pointing at yourself God. saying, why do you live this way? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Have you noticed that we are like in an Arabian <laughs> desert scene when you look up at the sky? It is nothing Arabian but the blackest, night. bluest black. Arabian and then this... We've had we've been blessed with the most clear nights Beautiful. of late. It almost makes you want to accept daylight savings time as something that is not the scourge of the earth, which we all know it is. It is. Because it makes it so fucking horrible for you and you feel dead. We came home for dinner. By four fifteen. You're like that's because whoo, I'm ready. I'm ready for bed. Man, I'm exhausted. What time is it? Ten thirty? It was quarter of eight. Oh, wow. Yeah, 4.15. It's dark out. I'm done. It's awful. I'm done. It's awful. Why do they do this to us? I worked out later yesterday. I showered. And then as I get out of the shower, I yell downstairs at 4.15. Is it too early to put on my pajamas? Because I'm done. (laughs) Like, it's dark out. There's never a no to that question, first of all. I think pajamas are suitable for everywhere. I was having this conversation with... A stranger yesterday. I found myself in a cocktail moment. I, I was find in a this fascinating. Go ahead. And we were talking of as you do with a stranger at a ho- at a cocktail party, hock, hock. drinking your hot chocolate. Yeah. At a holiday cocktail party with no cocktails. Well, I like that because it was a work party. thing. Kay. So it was super cute, you guys. So they're super hung up on everything that we do has to be local of this place, small business supported. I rent, like that rent, rent. too. So. All of the cookies were handmade, homemade from the little tiny producer who can barely keep up in the holidays. So good. Throw in minority and I'll be right there. Yeah, I love it. Oh, that's guaranteed. That's 100% guaranteed. So these are all, everything has a backstory. Everything is delicious. Everything is crazy Southern. And so, my God, there were dueling cheese straws there. And both of the makers were present. Oh, my God. And there was one clear winner. And it was problematic because everybody's like, do you have them cheese stars? My God. Because some of them were cheese stars. Imagine if you had a star tip on a piping bag and then just went machine style, cut, 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 cut. So you had little tiny, tiny coin-sized stars. They're so good. So they were there. And then this other producer was doing cheese straws in the proper straw size, but she had five heat variations. So they went from cheddar cheese straw all the way to like chili spicy. And if you weren't careful and they were different color, like they would just go from yellow to like almost a burnt orange. So you're like, oh, that's fun. These must have been baked differently. (laughs) Oh, these are hot ones. Right. Okay. But the stars were the fucking star of the show, literally, because they would melt. Creamy. And they were savory. And it was mm. cookie explosion. So to have something salty and savory at this thing, mm. and a little hot chocolate bar where they had peppermint sticks to spin it, to stir it, and all the fucking stuff. It's so cute. So I'm talking to the stranger. We don't know each other. We're just killing time till we see the people who we're there to see, right? Hi, how are you? Hello. Oh, I like that sweater. Oh, uh, this is a delicious. Yeah, I, I did like those stars. They're better than the straws. Don't say she's over there. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so we started talking about men's shoes, right? Oh, As you always talk about men's shoes. And I'm bringing it back to the pajamas because the two of us were engrossed in this conversation that men's shoes, men's dress shoes yeah. are no longer a thing. They're sneakers. no longer a thing. They They're wear sneakers. sneakers a lot. Yeah. Even men's dress shoes, like a proper, like a Cole Haan maker of shoes, the sole, if careful listeners will note, the sole is a sneaker sole. There is no such thing as a stacked leather heel men's shoe anymore. I mean, of course there is, but nobody wears it. Look on TV. When you're watching them on TV, when they're throwing that ball around, everybody's standing there with their stupid scarves. Why? Put Put them inside, fuckers. Anyway, when they're standing around talking about the football, every single one of them in a suit and these sneaker shoes. That are shoe sneakers that are very weird. So we were talking about all this. Yeah. And it occurs to me yeah. that pajamas, that sneaker shoes for men, have gone the way of pantyhose. Men's dress shoes have become pantyhose. Pantyhose are just not a fucking thing anymore. Okay. We've, ex- we've accepted it. And therefore, sweatpants at school as proper attire has been accepted. And pajamas as actual clothing is now fucking accepted. We have slid off the 2020 cliff into huggy comfort town, and everybody is just going to wear their fleeces and say, fuck you. Fuck you, world. It is too sharp out here. I'm wearing my soft shit. I 1,000% agree that every everything... <laughs> I, I mean, I never agree with what you say 1,000%, but I will tell you... <laughs> sorry, she was drinking. 
I will tell you that the world is 10,000% less formal than it used to be, right? So following that theory of the progression towards literally being a gelatinous ball Mm -hmm. of of jelly, just laying there as a a mass of nothing, we went from, I I got pictures sent to me this past weekend from my cousin. My uncle used to take pictures. He was a master photographer and a master gardener. And my brother's like, and a master baiter. I'm like, stop it right now. All of you stop it right now. So these pictures are coming back from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. All of like hundreds in buckets of their slides. And he got this Kodak transfer from slide to digital. Great. We get a, a pictures of holidays of yore. And I look and I, I look at this uncle. He's in a suit. I look at my grandfather. He's in a, a tie. What, what? This past holiday... Okay, we did it alone, and we were in pajamas, but we're With gelatinous hats. now. The men, not only are they wearing yes. suits, they're wearing fucking hats. For the yes. outdoor pictures, they were still wearing hats. They were still they were dressed to the nines. I used to go to theater with my family, and we would dress up for theater because theater is to be respected. It's an event. It's an evening out. I still do this. I'm, if we're being honest, I still do. However, last time I went to the theater... I was dressed nicer, even though it's fucking cold. I still rallied. And and there are kids in, say it with me, pajama pants coming to see yeah. this show and coming to see. And I yeah. thought, wait, there's a difference between being less formal and disrespectful. Like, where is that line? You can wear pajamas to your classes in college. But my daughter's looking at law schools now and uh, year one or one L, whatever it is. You have to dress professionally for class. So that's starting to turn around a little. And I asked, you know, how long has that been? They're like, well, it's more recent since COVID. I'm like, okay, none of this generation knows the world prior to COVID. Like there was a whole world. Well, in, in her profession or her adopted profession, right. should she continue in, right. down this road, she quite realistically will be charging $800 per hour. So if the expectation is you're going to sit down with someone and drop a, a drop a G and talking to them, you kind of want a zipper on the pants. I mean, let's just <laughs> so get used to it now. Show like a little it, leg, it's the girl. Trapping of the, just... It's the trapping of the profession. But I, I will say, I don't bemoan the loss of formality so much as I really, really, really regret the loss of specialness and differentiation. That's what I miss. It doesn't have to be formal, formal and stuffy yeah. and overlayered and symbolic of class distinction. I'm just looking for special. So if you're wearing the same thing or if your habits are doing the same thing every single time, when you go to the theater, for example, I want that to have an air of specialness. Agree. I want you to have done something to mark the occasion. Maybe they're your dress pajamas, right? <laughs> Whatever it happens to be. Maybe maybe the theme matches the show you're about to see. Maybe you take extra time fashioning your hair or whatever. When you get on an airplane, I know that you want to be comfortable, honestly, for your good and the good of the rest of us. Because if you're not comfortable, really bad things could ensue. Physically uncomfortable. Like you need right. to manage your body in that space for your protection and everyone the fuck else. So if that means you can't wear the zip up, layered, all the thing, whatever, and instead Fine. you're putting on... Yeah, you're you're putting on your your squeezy stretchos. There are enough options now where you can have things that are relaxed and soft feeling that still look special, that look next level. And it's not about money. It's not about oh, you know, not everybody has enough capacity to be able to have a different outfit, different clothes for each thing. Yeah, time was that was the reason they changed clothes so often throughout the day. Not only because they, they had the money to do it <laughs> and because they were showing that they could and because they were excluding other people who could not by making that the norm. Part of it, way back in the way back, is they were also employing people to manage their fucking lives and clothes. And if you don't have anything, to, if you're not changing your clothes, what the fuck are they doing all day? You're, you're actually employing other people. So, I mean, it's, it's all tied into a whole bunch of other shit. This ain't that. Everybody has enough for two change of clothes. Everybody has enough. So put on the one that's nicer. That's all. That's what. That's all I'm saying. It's well, not because people are going to come at us. We got six thousand listeners who love to come out of the woodwork and give us a socioeconomic, um, anthropological, historical, geographical. All the ickles are going to come at us and bring say, it. Ickles, well, bring it. 
really, this is a, the, what you know. You're very classist. Okay, great. Great. Am I classist <laughs> I'm to an say asshole. don't wear pajamas on an airplane? <laughs> to take out your so squeezy what? stretchos. Do you know what? What'd you call let's them? Have that, let's, have that, <laughs> let's have that conversation on the airplane with all the people who don't have two changes of clothes to get on the airplane. Which is more classist? I mean, you, you, the reality is- On the airplane, You're though. not going to the theater unless you have two changes of clothes anyway. So it's kind of a silly conversation to begin with. But on the it's airplane, silly. can you cover saying, your fucking feet so I don't need to see your yellow toenails climbing out of those sandals you have Thank you. On? Thank you. We're talking about the broadest <laughs> swath of humanity and economic access. I'm not talking about on the first class charter, should you be dressing nicer? I'm just talking fucking spirit. We'll send you anywhere for $29. On, $29. On a PVC pipe and a pizza box you get to sit on because you're not paying My extra. My son rode on a plane and held a fucking strap while he stood up. There's a lot of ways to get on a plane. Buy a pair of pants before you buy the ticket. That's all I'm saying. There's the, agree. Uh, there's the, preparation for holidays that we did the same way that we kind of dumbed down I have my grandmother's incredible china it has all the memories it has all the beauty I'm not fucking cleaning that shit taking it out of the box from the basement bringing it up washing it down setting the table (laughs) bringing it like for these dopes who are gonna what chip it break it Uh, uh, I want this stop it holiday meal to be special I'm just not willing to do all of the work it takes to bring up all that china wash it plate it and then clean it again. Here's where I'm confused. I'm super confused. I'm super confused. I'm, I'm, I'm blah, 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 blah. Rebox. You have a fully. No, fuck you. You have a fully functioning dining room with China in it on display in the thing with the glass. What the fuck's in there? How many sets of China you have? That's just. Is that from like, serving. oh, I love my husband. Here's China for me and him. And then there's other China. And then there's historic China. Like how much fucking China do you have in your house? I'm curious. I have one set of dishes that we use every day, maybe two. Those um, are dishes. They're not china. Yes. The stuff in that little break fronty thing that you are, to which you are referring. Yes. The rest of the world would refer to this room in your estate as the dining salon. Yes. <laughs> That's, those are just platters, serving platters that I, I didn't register for china when I got married because I, A, I thought it was stupid. Okay. And B, I wanted Nana's china. And then I got it. And now I don't use it. But that makes things special. That's my point to you. No, ding dong. Why does not? Why is it not? Okay, Amy, use the words in the right order. Okay. <laughs> okay. You have a piece of case goods. You have cabinetry designed to artfully display porcelain ware. Why not bring down Nana's china once, stick it in your fucking break front, and enjoy it all year while you look at it, then be tempted to move it from the shelf to the table, which is adjacent to the shelf, Instead of having boxes and dust and people and stairs and, oh, my goodness, there it goes. I mean, what's the break front for? Put her fucking china on display. Well, it's full. It's full of other shit. It. It's full of other stuff. It's, it's Is that shit good? Is that good shit? I mean. Or is it literally shit? I don't host, so there's really no reason for me to have any of the shits. But uh, shits. Uh, all right. I have a more important question for you other than how you just I love it. Terrible I, no, I, lo- I just have fucking I just fucking love it when you sidestep all the stuff that comes at you. All at right. Go ahead. Me. Come at me. Uh, Six thousand listeners with only the ability to criticize. Come I on. do it too. bring it. I, fuckers. Have, I have the China that I that is beloved by me upstairs in a box carefully swathed up never once to have been used I've only unwrapped it twice in the history of my life to take a picture of it to confirm that this china pattern still exists so I can keep rounding it out if you keep it never because it's too precious for me it's too precious for me to risk breaking it and that's the stupidest way to live and that now I've migrated into I it doesn't really fit in my house or in my life, it looks out of place and weird on any of the tables that I have. Really? So I kind of feel like... I need yeah. a new table. I, so I, <laughs> well, I, in, in truth, I want to arrange with that in mind, okay, the, the formal parties are always going to use this service set, so let's think about what that table would look like and if it's just a tablecloth or if it's a whatever. Like, And I just haven't put any of that together because... I always go to somebody else's house. You were going to tell me something that doesn't have to do with dishes, so I'm hanging on. It has I'm a little to do with dishes. Exciting. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue okay. appropriately right. for the first time in the history. Oh, of this show. Wow! Okay, flex. Okay, here it comes. Let's go. Here it comes. After you wash those dishes, 
How do you feel about your A, kitchen sponge? What What is, what's the word on a kitchen sponge? Because I can't touch it. I could smell it by looking at it on camera if I needed to. I fucking hate the kitchen sponge. There, I came okay. out hard. Okay. I gotta, I gotta, and I put what, it in the dishwasher. You, you use your fucking hand. Ooh. And I use the dishwasher okay. to wash it after we, after someone used, I cannot touch the kitchen sponge. After each use? After like a party and you've, or dinner and you wash and you everything's like rinse and you put things in the dishwasher. There's a little spot in the front of the dishwasher where I put the, I have somebody else put the sponge and then I run it. So I know it gets clean, but I can't with it the, actually. It actually doesn't. It's notorious as being one of the worst things that you can use. Of course, I adore it because you know that I'm freaky deaky and not all that clean. So I love a kitchen sponge. <laughs> I did not know you're not that clean. Right. I know that you're not that gas planned, but clean. Come I'm, on. I'm very, well, I am, I learned all my domesticity at the hip, literally, of my grandmother, who is, you know, who became a wife and a mother in the depression so she's got a very different way and was raised by her family from Italy so it's the way that she does things is the way that I do things and we all know thanks to science that none of those <laughs> things are the way you should do it anymore science. but I keep fucking doing it because also fuck off right so for example the way that I thought chicken is not technically safe I don't use cutting boards <laughs> in the best way. All these things, kitchen sponge, technically like, well, safe. Just, <laughs> Salmonella. No, I mean, fuck I you. eat. I eat raw cookie dough. I eat Caesar salad dressing made with eggs that are just the fucking egg. Like everybody wants to pasteurize and do all this. I mean, that's those things are safer. They're smarter. But guess what? You can get salmonella from fucking spinach leaves. So don't even start me. Healthy right? bitches. It's at a certain point, at a certain point. You don't know what you're doing either. Okay, so back to the kitchen sponge. <laughs> it is a bacteria trap, which is one of the reasons it's so good. Because then you can spread that bacteria on everything. And then you have an equal layer of bacteria. It's so toast. you don't know where Ew. the source is. I'm fucking, I'm fucking kidding Ew. you. I'm kidding you. So I have two sponge theory. I have a two sponge cycle. My husband is a sponge addict. addict. He will buy the bulk pack of the fucking sponges. We have multi-bulk packs of sponges in our house at any time. Scotch, blue-sided, scrubber-side with the... Gr with the yeah, we never same, have, same. We never have deviated. We never got a scrub daddy. Never did a nothing. Always that. Always that once. Never an Ocello. That's just when you're slumming it at the beach, right? It's always the proper <laughs> high-end sponge. And it's got the curved thing that fits your hand just nice. I, I got sponges for days. You want to get the 13 sponge? I got a gross of fucking sponges. Does he in my see them so as single you. use? Does he see them as. No, like he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. He just regularly will decide. That's I'm done with you. Okay. And then, he, <laughs> and then he throws it away. But here's the thing I reserve a separate sponge for particular cleaning uses. So I have the sink sponge that is in the sponge all the time. And that takes care of whatever the fuck you needed to take care of. But mostly, it's really just for cleaning the sink. So you hit it with a little bit of the thing. It'll clean pots and pans. It'll clean the sink. And then it'll sit in the sink until we ha you have outlived your utility for us. And we discard you with no fanfare. Zero Viking funeral for you in the garbage, sadly, to decompose. Never, because you made it plastic. So the other sponge is under the sink, squirreled away in the dark, commingling with brushes and chemicals. And he comes out only when you're using Barkeeper's Friend. Because Barkeeper's no. Friend ruins everything it touches and makes like a weird, cakey, dusty, moldy kind of sponge that I keep forever in a bucket <laughs> under the sink. Because my husband will use the Barkeeper's Friend because it gets the grease off the outside of the pots. But it ruins your fucking sponge. It ruins it for everything else. So I abhor when he takes that, fills it up with Barkeeper's Friend, my good kitchen sink sponge. Put it in the dishwasher is what you're supposed to do. Today's show says put it in the dishwasher. But really, still all gross. that does is it's still gross. So I, I feel like you got to just embrace the gross because you're never going to get in front of this, like, hermetically sealed, we live in a lab, keep everything clean kind of a kitchen. And P.S., do you really cook so aggressively that you're Stop working your this sentence sponge? Stop your sentence cook. <laughs> Stop your sentence you know, and cook. So, so what are you really using it for? You're using it to like get you, get you, get you out the thing that's stuck onto the thing because some fucker didn't put this in the dishwasher when they were supposed to. So at that point, 
put on some gloves maybe. And then you don't have to worry about how filthy the gloves might be is because answer. you're not actually touching it. And gloves, I want to embrace gloves, but I refuse to because they ick me out. They ick me out but too. But they would make they would make your nails and your hands so pretty all the time. But I can't fucking. It's so gross. Make Stuart do it. He loves gloves. He wears them all the time. He sticks his finger inside other people's bodies with a glove on. All the That's holes. That's how glove happy he is. All the holes. Yeah. So gross. So if he can touch that, if he can touch internal walled poop. I think he can touch a sponge. Dear listener, what is your take on the kitchen sponge? I am so curious. Do At the beach, I've taken to these um, paper towels, but they're not paper. They're fabric. You wet them, and they become towels, and then they dry out, and they <laughs> stiffen again. But I haven't sniffed yeah, those. I those things. I, I, it's, they're reusable. Do I put that in the dishwasher? Please let us know yes. what your thoughts are on the kitchen sponge you can write us at brilliant observations at gmail.com you can go to instagram and find us at listen brilliant take a picture of your kitchen sponge and show us your dysfunction or you can go to facebook brilliant observations brill ob squad it is a dysfunction amy don't laugh it's gross i could I'm smell not, it. i'm 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 i agree it is a dysfunction straight up I'm just questioning if it's the sponge dysfunction or if it's the Melissa dysfunction. Pick, choose. I don't care. <laughs> a, you say Aleph, I say A. Look, I was in the kitchen yesterday because our Sub-Zero that came with the house we bought started this noise. <laughs> that ain't good. That ain't good. I'm going to guess. I'm going to take a flying leap that that's not factory authorized sound. So you open the top and the top says, yeah, call for service. Like, bitch, you don't got this. (laughs) You don't got this. Don't open the open the top and the top says, girl, (laughs) (laughs) you ain't got this girl. You need to call for service. And here's the worst Uh, part of this whole. I a, a kid came to my house yesterday, pulled out a open the freezer, pulled out the whole freezer. I was like, oh, you're strong. Look, that's great. And took out a hair dryer. And he thawed my condenser for seven minutes, 10 minutes. He sat on the floor and held a hairdryer inside my refrigerator and then charged me $400 for it. I thought that was your husband did this. No. This This was someone you hired? The serviceman because it said condenser something frozen call for service. So we did. We called the number. We got really smart. We put the sticker on the inside of the refrigerator of the special guy who does the sub-zero. Uh-huh. Uh uh-uh. $400 later. I said, could I have just done this with my Dyson? And he goes, well, uh, I could have yeah. gone to dry bar, gotten a beautiful blowout in less time for less money. And all I would have to do is just leave the fucking drawer open. But then all your food would spoil. Spoil. So I hate that. Sh- I hate that. Shit. I said, do I know I for the future shit. now that I just need my Dyson up in a in you? And he said, well, I'm like, are you trying to save your job? Or are you trying to help the customer? What's happening here? He's like, well, fuck. Here's $400 right out the goddamn window because the same girl, oh, the same girl who we let watch our dogs, who let frankly pee all over the upstairs of the house upon oh my God. return. Um, we said, please close the dogs in your room while you sleep because I have a marker. Uh, so we don't let him come upstairs unless he's with us. And uh, she left her door open and he pissed all over the upstairs of the house. And I spent the first two hours of being home from Florida cleaning up urine and carpets and walls and, and ruined, trim ruined. and walls. Yeah, well, he's, Holy he's a boy. He's a leg lifter. Hose. He's a leg lifter. I guess. I don't so, know, man. So Why? $400 on that free for my repair. Um, I need to find another plan for my dogs when I go to Australia. Damn it. Uh, so... What do I do next time? Just pull the whole fucking thing out, drawer and all, and, and dice in it and see if I can fix it on my own? I don't think there will be a next time. She I think left you the have freezer open. The next time, bullet. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think there won't be a next time. Yeah. It seems to me that that was user error. Yes. Right? I agree. So that was, that was a mistake. That wasn't a functional problem of the device, and that now you know how to deal with this this issue should it arise again but it won't arise you lesson learned lesson learned but back to the guy with the low-tech repair right for the high-tech device yeah okay yeah so here's what happens i love that shit and then the question becomes how do you capture the value when that stuff kind of happens so for example 
a thousand years ago on Car Talk with the the Mal Yahtzee brothers. If yeah. you ever, if anybody even old enough to remember that Car stuff Talk, on NPR, Hong Kong, right? <laughs> yeah, so cute, right? Okay, they had this story once a million years ago where the guy takes the front seat of the car, keeps flapping backward. It won't stay in the upright position. He takes it to a mechanic. The mechanic looks at the car, glances at the seat, and says, okay, this is going to cost you $50. You understand it's going to cost you $50. And the guy's like, okay, great. You know how to fix it? Let's fix it. It's going to be $50. It's the He's dumbest like, fucking fix. Because yes. you're going to feel like yes. a fucking idiot it's $50. when I'm done. It's $50. He said, okay, first. I want you to turn around. I want you to turn around and look over there. So the guy turns around and looks over there, and when he looks back, the seat is fixed. And he goes, $50. And he goes, what'd you do? Show me what you did. And he goes, why would I ever show you what I did? $50. So at a certain point, props to the guy for, I mean, he had no way to hide it, but when you have the knowledge, when you have the information that allows you to make $50 in two seconds because you have information somebody somebody else doesn't have, Shouldn't you maybe kind of capture them, keep it to yourself? So I do like a lo-fi solution. Bringing it back to this this party, I got a lot of I got a lot of juice at this party. I got a lot of information at this holiday party. So my client is a decoration lover. She almost she probably should be a stager in real life instead of doing her job of you know director of the whole fucking place. So. Whenever there's an opportunity, she did all the floral arrangements, she did all the theming, she did all the food, she did all this. Okay, so as the decoration, she took those tall glass uh, pillars, filled them with a mixture of M&Ms, chocolate chips, mini marshmallows, red hots, peppermint something, just jumbled together for Beautiful, color. Beautiful, yeah. Filled them three, three quarters of the way up, tied it with a very thin green velvet ribbon with long tendrils coming down and dropped a votive tea light in each one. And those were just at varying heights. So those were just everywhere as backdrop. Beautiful. So cute, right? Just simple, easy, fun. She forgot to light every single one of the fucking votives. And they were way down in there. And she's like, oh my God. We were, it was an hour into the cocktail. And she's like, I can't believe I forgot to light it. We're in a historic building. So I thought, I said, I thought you couldn't because this is a historic building. My sister has this problem. She's not allowed to light candles. Literally can't right. have candles in the house. So I said, I the figured The electric this was, ones where she you goes, flick them. She em. says, no, I fucking forgot. Oh. And now because we live in, in, it's hilarious. This is the birthplace of, it is Winston Salem. Ever heard those two names? Sure have. Reynolds Tobacco. Yep. This is, and they're still operating to this. So the birthplace of fucking big tobacco, right? And nobody's got a lighter because nobody <laughs> smokes. Oh, good. <laughs> so we're all in this room and we're like, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Finally, somebody found uh, matches that they had stolen away from some promo or something, but they were too short. People were burning their hands. So she says, Amy is so ingenious. Amy, can you solve this problem? And off she walked. So I'm like, yeah. And don't you know I fucking did what I do, what I do. I called upon my Catholic heritage and my ingenuity because I have I have GI skills that you didn't even know about. I thought and 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 I bing. I walked over to the coffee station and I picked up a coffee stirrer and I lit that bitch on fire and stick because it would coffee stir sticks. Yep. So I just used those like Catholics would do in church to light the long taper pillars. And I walked around with this giant open flame lighting <laughs> shit like the little in lighter a historical man. building. And I was so that is the hairdryer in the thing, the yeah. lo-fi solution. And everyone was so eyes wide commenting on it. Oh, my goodness. This is so fun. This is so notable. I love, I love, a, we, you say jerry-rigged. I love a jerry-rigged solution to some shit. I love it when you do the thing that is not supposed to be done and it is perfect. When you use a pan for the purpose it's not supposed to be used for and it ends up being exactly what you need. Those, they bring me such joy. It brings me such joy to use shit the wrong way for the best purpose. When you use dental floss to get your wedding band off that's been stuck for four years. Or hang a picture. Or hang a picture to find the lines. Yeah, I love those hacks and they're so cool. But to charge 400, all right, fine, 50 bucks for coming out, 50 bucks for leaving. Where's the other $300? But you're right, I did see it and it's not going to happen again. I won't allow it. So user error a well, second time. It, I'm hair drying that he, fucker. I'm certain. I'm certain. Mister packs a hair dryer, keeps on blowing, works for someone else. If this was an individual guy and had a relationship with you, and it was a busy day, and he was feeling festive, he might have said, "Do you know what? You should try before I come out there. Just leave, let it air out, let it dry. If you're getting that message, I mean, that's what I got from my window lady. I I have battery operated 
window blinds and it was throwing an error. She came out, she addressed the whole thing. It threw the same error later. And instead of just coming out again, again. she said, I tell you what, why don't you, you know, do these three things and I it probably should fix it. And if it doesn't, then I'm happy to come out there again. Of course, in her case, it was all under warranty. So she had a vested interest in not coming out. Make me do the fucking work. But at the same time, who really needs who? Uh, I love a lo-fi solution. I love a lo-fi solution. And a hairdryer to your freezer compressor is a lo-fi <laughs> solution. He could have fucking taken the whole thing out and charged you. Think about that. An unscrupulous asswipe could have said, hmm, baby's getting a Porsche for Hanukkah. Let's take <laughs> out this compressor and get her a new one. $6,000, please. And you would have went, damn, I guess we shouldn't leave it open again. Right? I didn't do that. Right? It wasn't me. Okay, Shaggy. Right? Were you cornered at that party that you went to? Did you get assaulted I verbally? I was I was cornered by somebody. This was for a client and the per so all of the people were there who were associated with this client. It was a multi hour open house, right? This one guy shows up and I've done marketing for him before. Little did he know. So and I'm not wearing a name tag. Almost everybody in there is wearing name tags. It's that kind of a situation. Um but I know the place. I know I've worked for this client for easily twelve years. It's a long fucking time. I know everybody. They all know me. So I give an air of she fucking runs this place. <laughs> when you're in there, I respect. So that. people kept. I mean, I'm lighting candles and walking around like this is not a guest, right? So at the same time, he's like, "Oh, let me bend your ear." So he's a fucking disgruntled partner in the community. Right, right. He wants to tell me. He wants to tell me. All the things that are wrong and that we're not doing, we're not doing for him. And I think I'm gonna have some fucking fun right now for two reasons. Number one, I, don't I can't here. do shit. Right. With what, <laughs> right. I can't do shit to help you, blow. So anything you got to say, it's going right to the garbage. Because I'm not gonna tell these people. But he'll feel Mr. better about Mr. it. Mr. Sourmouth, Mr. Sourmouth came over here and wanted to spill his acid all over your party. Here we go. Blah, 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 blah. Nope, not doing that. Next, they recently hired a woman in a role who has no ability to help this man, whose first name is my first name. <laughs> and we don't really look alike, but we could easily be confused if you don't remember enough. So I thought, I got this, is perfect. So I kept egging him on. Tell me more, this is great feedback. God, I, I really want to hear about this. Well, how else can we help? If you had a wish list, what would you do? Oh, my like, God. Like, I was just stroking his shit so hard because I knew he's going to follow up in a couple of weeks <laughs> and, be like, and say, I talked to Amy, and she told me all this good stuff. And they're gonna be like, why are, you, why are you talking to Amy? She's in accounting, man. She can't help you. <laughs> She's good for reimbursement. So after it was all said and done, this went on for way too long. He talked himself dry. And then regrouped and kept talking. Oh like he God. honestly fed all the shit to say, took a step as if to say, looked in his cup, I'm going to go get myself another hot chocolate. And then he thought, you know what? No, I'm tripling down. I got this woman. And he kept going. I got it was her so ear. Bad. I, I honestly was like, I got to stay here for another two hours. So keep it up. Right. So when he was done, I, w I later bumped into my client. She had a free moment from being, she's glad handing everybody. And she says, I saw that you spent some time with, mentioned his first name, and we both started laughing so hard. It was almost a piss your pants moment. It was hilarious. And I said, well, not only, he, I said he had a lot of good feedback. And she about doubled <laughs> over. Because she's used to this <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, of course. This clown. It's not new. Right? Yeah. She, and I said, and I said, it was very difficult for me not to promise him anything. And she started laughing because she fucking knows me. And she knows right? exactly what said, he's complaining about, I said, too. I said, but the good news for you is, boy, do I have a lot of feedback to share. And she's like, I bet you do. And then we toasted our hot chocolates and forgot about him forever. I mean, really? You come to a Christmas party and you bring your litany of complaints. It's not Krampus. What the fuck? Right. What are you trying to do? You're not here to or complain. What, what's the one on Seinfeld? Festivus. That's why it. can't we think of that? Festivus for the girl. rest of us. Yeah, well, yeah. He held on to me. I and so by the time I got home, that's the reason we went out to dinner because I was small talked out. I had no gas in any of my tanks. I was like, yeah, I'm not cooking. I'm not thinking. I need to sit somewhere and have you serve me. And I'm not so. filling my tank. That's what we did. I was informed that I need to attend a holiday party because they need attendance. And I said, I, I don't do that anymore. I, I'm grandfathered out of it, which, by the way, I found out is a terrible phrase. And I'm trying not to use it anymore. I, I told oh. myself I don't have to do that anymore. But it seems this year there will be a holiday party I will be attending at some snotty country club. 
and my gauge. Why are we before we get into that? Why are we not allowed to say grandfathered? Because it's patriarchal. No, or is it like slave trade? Yeah, stuff? it's slave trade stuff. Oh, your grandfather was a possession, so he get it was a what? It's a re- oh, I went the other way. I thought your grandfather is exempt because he white. So no, he was. I owned. guess it works. It's equally right. It's equally hateful. No, it's not equally hateful. It's worse. It's worse in the actual on the racist well, side. Well, shit, can't say that. Can't say master suite. Can't say, you know, can't say half can't the shit say you used to say. Jimmy's, you have to say sprinkles. You can't say. And can't say, we don't know regret Everybody's, it. It's fine. If no, there are I'm words, tell you. if there I'm are words we can't I'm use anymore, gonna, make them make sense. I agree and I agree. That. I agree with that. And I am here to tell you that the confectionery Jimmy's. world is rev- is revolting. Uh-oh, why? Against against sprinkles if uh, against changing i won't i won't say the phrase that would be easy to say no because it's a search term it hasn't caught hold enough people still say it that they can't sell it if you don't search for it to buy it so everything it is listed either as the primary in parentheses sprinkles or as the uh, sprinkles parentheses jimmies and most of them will have in their product description on the page, we could debate all day long what the proper name for this item is. But here it is. Looking great on a Sunday. <laughs> I'm just selling the sugar. Great on I a don't cookie. Care what y'all can call y'all can call it fucking nuts. And I will sell it to you as long as you buy it in bulk. But I'm telling you, I have been everywhere because I'm trying to get some special decorative ones. So I have searched myriad sites and they all have this conundrum. So you can't say that. Can't say um Indian uh What's the one that we used to now I've talked myself out of it. I don't even remember what it's called. What what did we used to say? Oh, Indian style for cross legged. Crisscross applesauce. Criss crisscross applesauce or cross legged. I was you know, when I was a kid you would call that you said Indian style, which we don't say anymore because that's a horrible thing to do because it's it's I don't know when I'm fucking being racist because everybody was racist. It's the same thing like we had gay training, right? Everybody grew up and we were in my era era we were you were, it was not, uh, it, though I'm trying to find the words for it. It was so commonplace. It's not even that it was accepted. It was, it was Canon, fact. Yeah. It's not that it was, it's not that it was a choice. You don't look at somebody and say, engine is what is in a car. That's a fact. It doesn't have a value judgment associated with it. That's a noun. That's a thing. But you right? understand that when, when you use those nouns and things, there was value judgment from another I know community that now. now, right? I know that Correct. now. But even in the in the very small community that I grew up in in basically um just outside Southeast Philadelphia, northern Wilmington area, there it was so it it just was. Half of the slurs were being waged at me, and no one meant them as slurs, and I didn't receive them as slurs. They had become fact, right? Mick, WAP, all this stuff, on both of those, they mean nothing to me. So it was that was the language. So I would just, let's give myself a gold fucking star, because my kids love to tell me how ridiculously racist I am, <laughs> even though they know I'm not racist. Right, but they say, oh, she's having a flare-up. They always call it, she's having a flare-up, because it's like boomer racism. Because I'm continually educating myself that, oh, we're not going to say that. Even even on a simple level, to take it outside of any inflammatory language, kill two birds with one stone. Oh, no. PETA says, Ready? Yeah, we don't want to say that anymore, guys. Did you hear what it is now, though? Mallory taught me this. My daughter said, no, no. mommy, it's feed two birds with one scone. Same thing. Oh, it's it's God. the problem being solved easily. Okay, two but things. a scone is going to kill those ducks. I agree. All right, anyway. <laughs> I agree. Moving on. Feed two My, birds with all one I'm scone. All I'm trying to say, all I'm trying to say is take the gold star. Don't be irritated. Take the gold star at evolving your thinking and your language because as Dolly Parton, you know, the famous... I was going to say I'm trying to relate it in like biblical terms. All hail Dolly Parton. I can't think of any biblical terms at the moment. Our patron saint. That's what I'm going. I for. love her. Ms. Ms. Dolly Parton changed the name of her uh, Dixie Stampede to something else. And her answer was, well, because it was hurting people's feelings. And why would I ever do that? Why would like, I ever I do that? I don't care what it's called enough to hurt somebody's feelings. Like what? Like that's just stupid. Of course, I'm going to change the name. Here we go. So that's what this is. So it's evolving the thinking, but I'm also here to say at the time why it's difficult for some like me to evolve all the thinking. Master suite in a house. Primary. It's called the primary or the main right. because we're not going to refer to slave trade language. You know what? 
you can get over it. It's going to take a couple of weeks. Some of these. I don't use it that often. But yeah, I've absolutely changed to primary. Yeah. All right. So we're not talking about that because instead you were trying to tell me something that I bogarted this whole thing. You were telling me about your holiday party where you were forced into attendance. No, I will be. It's coming up. And my answer <gasps> was, what kind what kind of party is this? Can I wear I said, is it I gave him a spectrum. Leather pants, pajama pants. What are we talking about? Because I look <laughs> I look banging in both. Pick one. Like what do you want? Leather, He's like pajama I pants. don't want you wearing leather pants. I don't want you to be the topic of conversation at this party. And if you wear the Sounds le- like a dull party. And if you wear yeah. those leather pants, it's gonna be you. And I'm like, that's so flattering. I'm gonna let you get away with it and Fine, I'll go to your party. It's a dog and pony show. Do I go sober? Do I go high? I don't know yet. Like, we're going to, you're making me go. If you insist on Missy, you get Missy in whatever form she comes in that day. Don't you love overdressing for things? Isn't it your favorite? I kind of do enjoy that. Overdressing for things. I kind of do enjoy that. Not, it's great. Wildly overdressing, but when somebody shows up and I am in like leather pants and a silk top that basically just falls slightly over a whatever. And somebody comes to me with a Christmas sweater that has balls. And I think, I think Hershey Kisses hanging from it as well. I think one of us understood the assignment and the other didn't. And many people in this room will judge from different opinions. So let's see. It just speaks to specialness again. It speaks to specialness and intent and frankly, confidence. I'm not going to say Riz because it also sounds gross it's to in me. in the I'm, dictionary right now. That. It just made it to the Webster. I know. Yeah. I, I fucking know. And I'm also glad to know that the kids don't want me to say it either because it just doesn't it doesn't fit in my mouth. It doesn't come out well. Yeah. Any, I hear you. Any area inside, outside. No. But I do love the idea. It takes a special kind of charisma and character to I'll call it overdressing for simplification. But these style mavens that you see on social media where their whole deal exists to put together an overly elaborate outfit and go out. And sometimes it's a caricature outfit. Right. Sometimes it's a fashion drip outfit. Sometimes it's a blend of all the above. Your kids let you say what drip, I love though? about it. They're fine with you saying no. drip. <laughs> okay, I'm just no, checking. they're not. <laughs> they're not. Drip, whip. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. No, it's just r- any, any, any of the, any of the conversations. Cap, you can't say. Bet. No. Bussin. They always want me, they force me to say bussin. And that's super gross. And I only recently, I don't say it anyway, but I heard about it because it was getting popular in cooking circles. And then they lost their fucking minds and were like, number one, don't ever say that. <laughs> and here's why. <laughs> Specifically, you're never going to say that. And also now say it. And I'm like, bussin? And then they're like, you don't even say it right. So then they would just like fall all over themselves with laughter. But I don't say anything right. Back to the clothing. I love a person who is so comfortable, enamored, confident, excited about the elaborate putting together of something and then walking the decor of themselves and walking around because I can't do it. Every time I put a lot of attention into an outfit, I talk myself out of it before I leave. And it's not because the outfit is bad or wrong. It's because it feels almost too special for where you're going or what you're doing. These there, I always, I, I somehow attract all these people who say, you know, dress for the theater of your life. Everything is a, is a dress performance. Absolutely. Put it all together. Blah, blah, blah. You, this is an art form. Put it together. I don't know what your thoughts are. So I say Christmas party overdress because then the other thing is I'm not trying to show up anybody else, but it's sort of like when you, there's an elegance about coming just a little bit too formally dressed for the occasion, almost as if, well, this is how one does it. And also like I'm educating because you I'm on headed this topic. So, no, no, I'm, it, this is, this is a statement about it's handwriting, right? My handwriting suggests that I've cared about this and others others (laughs) in my life have cared about this right versus the handwriting of my children which suggests that they have been in you know prison for killing people that's what their handwriting suggests I don't want that to be the first impression right but when you come just a little bit overdressed it also suggests that you're either coming from an event that is way better than this one or headed to an event that is way better than this one. So it is all emblematic of this is important. And in my, frankly, more important than you life, I am, <laughs> more I am blessing you, you life. with my attendance and attention. Right. And so it, it's special. It's an air of specialness. I like it. I like it. 
I have two um I have two more things I want to discuss with you. I will overdress for that party now with that extra zoom zoom. But do it. I have and one of them you might want to think about for a while, but I have had it on the board for a couple of weeks and I want to know Amy, if there's an artist and I know this is smack dab in your wheelhouse, if there's an artist you could ha- living or dead that you could have paint your portrait. Ooh. Who would it be? Yeah, okay. Living or dead? I would probably the go-to is Picasso, but um, living or dead? Not for I me. Know. <laughs> um, not for me, he's not my go-to. I don't want to see an eye no, over here gross. and an eye over my shoulder. No, I don't like. I, no, I, I. That would be and living. Well, is also even grosser because I adore the work of Chuck Close, but I abhor. Chuck Close in all his forms because he is really, really gross and problematic. But I really do love that artwork style. So I'm trying to think probably um, maybe Vermeer would be good. But I also want to pick somebody who is like one of the unknown chicks who um, is even better. Like whoever the whoever the the wife slash paramour of Jackson Pollock. Like she was, but like the people who never get any press. I don't have enough information. To so why don't you think kind of about stuff, it love, and come back those. to us next week with who you would like to paint your portrait, artist, living or dead? My first answer was Andy Warhol because I. Oh, that's good. I would that's be good. pop culture and paint. and he doesn't paint. Yeah. He would just play with a photograph, really, um, and and have others make it for him, which is genius. Well, and the, or the other one that's that's a fucking top ten answer, top five, in fact. Or the other one is, oh, all I can think of is uh, the wrong name because it's an author, Anatanki Shangay. But I'm trying to think of who's the fucking, somebody with a lot of U's in his name is the portraitist for the Obamas. Oh, I know who you're talking about. With yeah. all the fucking flowers. Yeah. I love that, that gorgeous. shit. Um, can't remember who that is. That's really sick. This is simple. when the listeners yes, are screaming I will definitely, in their So do a little research. I will definitely come up with a nice long list. And come back with that. I do have a 30 seconds with Amy for you. Well, I'm going to give it to you. Let's hit it. Okay. In the next, this is our segment, dear listener, where I give Amy a topic and she gives me as many. It all started because Melissa hates timers. They make me panic. I freak out. I talked about myself in third person just there and I apologize. I hate them, hate them. And Amy's answer was, so fucking what? It's a timer. You're fine. It's not a big deal. And then I turn the timer on her and she has to name as many blah, blah, blah. And blahs I fail epically every time. In and 30 it's my seconds as she can. And she freaks the fuck let's out. Go. So let's go is right. Amy, in the next 30 seconds, tell me as many <clears> ways <throat> as you can think of to make eggs. Go. Scrambled, poached, fried, shirred. Does it count to put them in like quiche? Um, blanched, let's see, baked, boiled, hard-boiled, soft-boiled, eggs, 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 eggs. Ooh, egg foam, egg cream in drinks. It's delicious. Meringues. Oh, that's so good. I love a meringue. Eggs are made in, eggs are made in, eggs. Zabayon, ice cream. Uh, you Stop. don't really make eggs into cake. I know, I was getting off topic. You got 12. There's got to be was more ways to make great. eggs than that. Yeah, but some of them don't really count. I'm giving you. That's close. I'm giving you everything that fell out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if it fell out of your mouth, I'm giving it to you. That's great. I said anything over ten. That was a twelver, and you did great. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. So here's it. Oh my god. So here's the thing. If you have the holidays coming up, this is the egg dish that you want to make. It's so fast. It's so easy. It's always delicious. I had it once at an at a bread a bed and breakfast when I was cutting down a Christmas tree in the mountains of North Carolina. It's crazy. And I was like, I, you have to show me how you did this. It's insane. So he took a muffin tin. Didn't even bother with individual ramekins. Took a muffin tin, cracked an egg. You know, you butter it or you spray it or you have a nonstick. Cracked an egg into each one of the tins, took a tablespoon of sugar, dumped that on top of this cracked egg. The yolk is whole in there. Okay. Gave each one a little almost equal amount of egg portion of milk, so a heavy dollop of milk or cream, threw that shit in the oven, baked it, and it comes out, and it's not quite poached egg. It's not quite custard. It's not quite sweet. It's just fucking crazy delicious with still a little bit of that soft cooked, still kind of gooey egg yolk when you take it out and bite it and smear it and put it on toast. It's so fucking good. 20 minutes at how high? It's delicious. 
Oh, I would say 325, low and slow. Slow and low, that is 20 the minutes. tempo. And so uh, the kind of thing where when you take the muffin tray and you give it a little shake, the stuff barely jiggles on top, but it's set. You know how to do it. If you're going to fucking try this thing with the, the weirdest possible loose-ass recipe, you kind of know enough that either I'm going to ruin these eggs or we're just going to give it a whirl and see how it happens. But get involved. It's good. And it's batch bake, so they all come out at the same time. Everybody's ready to go with these soft, poachy-like, delicious eggs. And the sugar is the fucking weirdest thing to put in there that you ever thought of, but it actually makes it crazy, crazy good. Now, you wouldn't think it did. can you it put did. more than one egg in there? Can you fuck with the portions that you're doing or is it for one egg only eat 10 of them or can I put two eggs in a ramekin and fill the water outside well the reason that I liked it is they came out as these little individual they were served to each of us individually at the same time it was bed and breakfast so it had this again air of specialness you take a toast point you goop it in there you can get the egg out so I feel like you would sacrifice the everybody gets a yolk that they can break and eat situation if you tried to do a a multi-yolk deal but yeah put it in put it in one of those little baby staub pots do you know those little cute um le crusade spelled le crusette right just put it in one of those fucking things and you're off to the races it's the kind of thing where basics of french toast now you have it go play basics of baking an egg this way now you have it go play Go have fun. You can change shit to it anyway. I like that. That's how I cornered the market on my um, noodle pudding, my kugel. I got recipes from a thousand people. And I was like, you know what? If I do this from this recipe, this from this recipe. But don't worry, because my mother took credit for it anyway. And she said, of course she makes the best kugel. I taught her how to make it. Sure. Yours was one of the recipes that I doctored to make what. Sure. Sure. You're so kind. You're so kind. You're so kind to give her that lie. Give it to her. Okay, last week I came out with uh, tears and December and all of that stuff to made everybody think the year was over and we didn't have three weeks left to go. Today, I want to look back with you and say there's really only one reason to look back and it's really just to see how far you've come. It is December. Mm. This year is almost over. And if you do look to see where you've been, you've, you're a survivor, dear listener, dear, dear Amy. You're a survivor. We have been through tons of shit. And we are looking forward to another year of more shit. Actually, it's a year of surviving, not a year of necessarily more shit. Maybe good shit. Maybe I won't crumple into a tiny ball on an airplane for 24 hours. Maybe it'll be great shit. Or as my nana used to say, Hot shit. It's my favorite. Hot thing that shit. She said. Well, that's that's the thing. You can you can envision any kind of future for yourself that you wish. So you can envision one that's going to bring hardship. You can envision one that's going to bring challenge. You can envision one that's going to bring stress. Or you can envision one that's going to bring ease beyond your imagining. You can envision one that brings boredom of abundance. I have so much of everything. I feel no utility anymore. Can you even imagine, right? I am so blessed. I don't know what to do. I cannot, I don't have the capacity to do or share or use these blessings. It is overwhelming of abundance. You can envision any of these. The greatest mindset gift that we can all give to ourselves is don't stop. Wherever you are, just push for what's next. You and Fleetwood Mac. it's not greedy. Don't stop. It's not greedy. It's not greedy to push for more. It's not greedy to push for more. It's a mindset trick to think that more equals greed. You didn't come this far to only come this far. You, I love. It's exactly right. I love your projection of it. Well, here's the thing. No, you didn't come this far to only come this far. But here, just to put the cap on that pen. Put it on. The, re, the reality is it is not greedy to want or expect more. If you think it is greedy, it's because your intention is to hoard the more that you get. And that oh. is a mindset and a choice. Share That's it. a mindset right. and a choice that is downstream of more. Can you imagine the good that could be done if all of the wealth and power and influence that is currently sitting in the lap of Elon Musk was somehow sitting in the lap of Melissa Brilliant? Ooh. If you swapped places with Elon Musk today, would that make you greedy? Would that make you evil? No, would that I make have plans you in a, for, in a position yeah. to do you do, have yes. plans? Yeah. So be open. Be open. Be open listener. to abundance. Don't don't talk yourself out of it. Don't shut yourself off to it because that's greedy. That's not for me. Fuck that. 
We all want it to go to somebody good. Be the good person who rises up and says, I'll do that for all the rest of us. We want I will, the greatness ta- I will carry you. the mantle of wealth for all the rest of us. I'll take that See? for the team. There you go. Amy's a team <laughs> player. She'll take she'll take all the wealth in the world for the team because she would be better dealing with it. We love you guys. Thank you for being part of our abundance. We are grateful for you. Thank you for listening, for turning us on. We hope we turned you on in some weird way today. Although Amy cannot imagine how. <laughs> Here's what I know of the little 